Hi there, this is episode number 12. Today I'm answering the question, how do I get my kid to share? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi there, this is Danae. Thank you for tuning in. As always, this is a question and answer style podcast. So if you have a question, I would love to hear from you at simplefamilies.com backslash ask. And if you're interested in hearing more and reading more from Simple Families, you can log on to simplefamilies.com or visit the show and subscribe on iTunes. Today's question comes from Allison in Omaha, Nebraska. Allison writes, My three-year-old is an only child, so he isn't around other kids much at this point. During the times that he is, usually he's playing with cousins or friends, and he won't share anything. He often runs around taking toys out of all the other kids' hands. It's embarrassing. Do you have any suggestions? Well, Allison, it sounds like you have a very typical three-year-old on your hands. The way this show is structured is that I give you three main highlights and then one takeaway point for the day. So the three highlights for today are, first, I'm going to tell you a little bit about why it's so hard for kids to share what's going on in their little brains. And then I'm going to give you a concrete example of how you can walk a mile in their shoes and really truly feel why it is in fact so hard. And then lastly, we're going to end with a strategy. So a method that you can use to be consistent and to handle sharing in your home and in your family. Sharing is something that kids learn through practice and they learn as they grow and they mature and their brains develop. Brain development plays a huge role in sharing because what happens is when kids are really young, they are what's called egocentric or an easier way to remember that would be selfish. They are really focused on their own needs and wants and desires. If you asked a two or three or four year old, you know, what should we buy your mom for her birthday? They would probably say Thomas the Train or a monster truck. Because young children haven't developed the ability to take the perspective of other people yet. They're still very much within their own brains and aren't yet really truly considering the feelings of other people. And that's a totally normal part of the young developing brain. And as they grow, you're going to see sort of glimpses into that ability to understand other people's feelings once in a while, but probably not anything with any regularity. But despite that, we still need a method at home. We still need a strategy to use consistently so our kids know what to expect when it comes to sharing. You've got to start somewhere. So I want us all to walk a mile in the shoes of our kids, because at first glance, sharing seems pretty easy. You know, you just take turns. You just pass something back and forth. You get a turn, he gets a turn, she gets a turn. It's not really that complicated, or is it? When kids are playing and when they're using their toys, we often think, oh, they're just playing. It's not a big deal. We can interrupt them. But the reality is whatever they're doing at that moment to them is the most important thing in the world. It's their life's work at any given moment, whatever it might be, whatever they're working on. I see this particularly with my son. He builds these epically tall magnetile towers. And 
my daughter who he's three and my daughter's 11 months. And when she comes in and busts in, knocks everything down, he gets really upset and he gets really angry. And sometimes he tries to push her over and it seems like he's getting pretty emotional about something that, you know, he's just playing. But again, it's not just playing. It's his, it's his life's work essentially. So while it seems like not a big deal to us, this is serious business to our kids. And that's the reason that they react so strongly in these situations and the reason that they object to sharing so frequently. So imagine this, you're at work and you have been slaving over a project all day. You're working on Excel spreadsheets and out of nowhere, I walk up and say, all right, time to stop. It's Molly's turn. And Molly is this teenager who comes and sits down on your computer. And the first thing that she does is click the little red X and close out all of your windows of all your spreadsheets that you've been working on all day. And you have to start over completely. And then she gets on Snapchat and starts posting selfies. So not only did she come in when you were in the middle of something, but she closed everything. So now you have to start over completely. And then she starts doing something that is in your opinion, not important anyways. So play that out in your mind for a second. And I challenge you to not throw a tantrum if this happened to you. Fortunately, as adults, this doesn't really happen to us. We tend to have our own things and we don't really have to share as much. And the reality is a lot of adults really don't like to share anyways. I know I don't really like to share my food or my computer or my phone or anything that I really or anything that I use and rely on regularly. But that scenario, you know, with Molly coming in and closing out all your work and you having to start over again, that's exactly what I would be doing with my son if, in fact, I made him take turns with his sister with the magnetiles. She would come in and knock over everything he had been working on. He would have to start over completely when it was his turn again. But not only that, but she would probably just pick up the magnetiles and just start eating them because she's too young to really use them properly. So I get it. Like I get that this is really frustrating for him. So not only has he not developed the ability to understand other people's feelings and to understand that, oh, hey, she really enjoys this too. Even if it doesn't look like she's playing with these things appropriately, she still really enjoys this toy as well. You need to give her a turn. So his brain is not there yet. But then dealing with sort of the damage that happened when she came in and had her turn is kind of traumatizing. So to handle this, we really need a consistent strategy, a method. So in our house, we've chosen to use the same method that my son's school uses. And my son goes to a Montessori school. And so this is the way that Montessori has been handling sharing for and Montessori has been around a little over 100 years, I think. So they've been doing this for quite a while. So while I would love to claim this is my innovative strategy for handling sharing, it's not. This is a pretty traditional Montessori strategy for handling sharing. So it might be familiar to some of you. But most important, it's easy. It's easy to enforce. It's easy to teach to babysitters or grandparents or other parents who come over with their children so that you can enforce it across the board. So here's the rule. Here's the method. A child can play with whatever they want for as long as they want, but when they put it down, it's up for grabs. That's it. Pretty simple, huh? There's no, 
using a timer and you get one minute with a toy and then you pass it to her and you get another minute. Um, So what it does is it really takes the adult out of it because once the kids get really good at this, and I'll be honest, it's going to take some time and some practice to get this rule going. But once the kids get really good at it, they're able to enforce it themselves. It doesn't require an adult to come in and intervene. So I'll repeat it again. A child can play with whatever they want for as long as they want, but as soon as they put it down and they walk away, then that toy is free and up for grabs and the other child can start their turn and they get to keep it as long as they want it. So when you're teaching this method, you can teach the child who wants the toy. So say Tommy has the toy and Jane wants access to the toy. She wants to get the toy from Tommy. So if she comes and she tries to take it out of Tommy's hands, you can tell her she has two options. She can sit and watch Tommy play with the toy, and when he's done with it, she can have her turn. Or she can pick something else to play with until Tommy's done with the toy, and then she can have her turn. So she can either sit and watch him play, or she can pick something else to play in the meantime. Now, once kids get older, and now this is four and above, once they're quite a bit older and they're playing more collaboratively and by saying, when I say collaborative, collaboratively, I mean they're working together to build something or to do an activity, um, not just sitting next to each other playing the same thing. Now, younger children do that, and that's called parallel play. Once they get older and they're collaboratively playing, and they have the language to do so, they can walk up and ask the child who has the toy, can I play with the toy with you? And if Johnny says, sure, you can sit down and play with the toy with me, then they can play together. Now, if Johnny says, no, sorry, Jane, I don't want you to play with this toy with me. I want it to myself. He is perfectly allowed to say that. So if that's the case, then Jane has to wait. She has to wait until he's done with the toy or she can sit and watch him play with the toy. So that's it. There's no back and forth. It's just you get the toy, you whatever you find, whatever you want to play with, you pick it up. It's yours as long as you have it in your hands. It's yours until you put it down and then somebody else can come along and take it. And I love this method. It's worked really well for us. It's really easy to be consistent with. Whatever you choose to do, however you choose to handle sharing or whatever it is in your house, just be consistent. So the take home for today is that sharing is hard. Sharing is hard at any age, but in particular for toddlers and preschoolers. So have patience and consistency. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This has been episode number 12. If you want to read the show notes, you can go to simplefamilies.com backslash episode 12. And it will link you up to a blog post that I wrote on this same topic, which could be helpful as well. If you've enjoyed this show, please leave a rating or a review in iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you all soon.